On the tee from the United States of America, the Back Nine Bros, starting in three, two, one. What's up, everybody? This is the Back Nine Bros podcast, where we talk all things golf. Well, actually, that's a lie. We talk most things golf, and we like to have a little fun here and there like you guys do. That's why you're tuning in, right? I mean, big shout out here, AJ Napa. Got to throw it back to the homeboy, you know. We have like faithful listeners for the pod, and he's definitely one of them. But we got to throw it back. We had some fantastic golf last week at Bay Hill, where my guy actually, he's one of two picks that I had. I said, Well, I'm actually going to go with two guys. Scotty Scheffler got it done, dramatic fashion, minus five. What were we thinking about, guys? I know you guys probably saw more golf than I did this past weekend. I maybe, I maybe watched like some Sports Center highlights. You guys probably watched the whole thing. Elaborate. I I actually didn't watch much. I was on the golf course myself on Saturday and Sunday, so caught maybe 30 minutes of Sunday. But I just want to give a quick shout-out to Mr. Poles because after round one, we hopped on this pod. We made some predictions, and I was shocked that Poles took such a bad score, I guess you could call it, relative to par. Um, for the winner score after Rory fired a, a round one seven under and he turned out to be right five under was the winner I believe five under correct correct so before we get into anything Paul at a boy way to uh way to predict the future I feel like you're definitely the most capable of us three at predicting tour setups and layouts et cetera, et cetera. but nevertheless credits to you well done Thank you, Bobo. Thank you. I appreciate that. Very humbled. Um, Can I hop in here real quick? I just want to say that, at least I know, like, Bobo's going to be more on the side. Like, these guys are professionals, like, like always going to be, like, saying how like, methodical they are, which I agree. I'm going to give the hot takes of, like, oh, this guy's playing playing out of his mind. He's playing, he's, he's playing out of his pants, like, kind of that, one of those things. And then Paul's going to look at it and kind of, analyze the field, analyze the course layout. And I mean, pretty much just do what he did last week and predict it on like pretty much on the head. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish, listen, I wish I was really hoping for Billy, you know, he, he looked like he was going to get it done, but obviously that front nine on Sunday, just, he just didn't have it. I don't know, but he kept grinding out there that old back nine. I was jumping for joy, seeing him make, bunch of clutch like 15 foot putts and you know coming down the stretch I thought he he really had a good chance but Saul's boy Scotty Scheffler uh was able to take it uh that red jack that red tartan jacket or whatever they call it but uh yeah I, I I will say my my prediction was pretty close I think I predicted Billy at minus 12 so I mean not not quite minus five but you know that's definitely Bobo was definitely shocked that went that high of a score given that Rory was already minus seven um after the first round so um yeah pleased with uh guess the outcome but uh yeah I would have liked to see Billy take that home but you know definitely a good week for Billy happy to see him playing well and just also happy to see that the PGA Tour finally challenged these players because, you know, we're used to seeing minus 20, minus 25 under, or minus 25 in um, taking home trophies. So this week was a little different, minus five. And, you know, 
the thick rough, the winds, and the firmness of the greens really would challenge the players on a tough golf course. Yeah, I have a question. I mean, would you guys rather see a course like this every week? Like, would you want to see it tough, or do you kind of like that it's unique and you only get it a few times a year? Uh, it gets the people going for sure, you know. Um, seeing some carnage. Everyone wants to see some carnage and some good golf shot, shots. It's like a perfect cocktail, you know. You want, like, one part this, two parts that. Good golf shots, shots, carnage, and a little bit of theatrics in the meantime. It's a great golf tournament. Do you guys disagree? Oh, I totally no? agree with you, So That's fair. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would like to see it every week only because I feel like, you know, it's anyone's – I will, maybe not anyone's, but anyone who's within seven shots of the lead on um, – Sunday has a chance. Like, look at Tyrrell Hatton. He started, like, even or something like that on Sunday. So, he was seven back, and he lost by one. He almost was in a playoff. So, I, I feel like, you know, as opposed to if the score is 20, 17 under going into the final round, you know, guys who are, like, minus eight, minus nine have no chance unless they're shooting 59 because the leaders and everyone ahead of them is pretty much all going to go under par. So, it's – I think this – you know, makes it a little more, you know, unpredictable. And it's, it gives us a little more excitement out there to see someone maybe going to shoot minus three, minus four and get who getting out early and getting in the clubhouse and posting something like Tyrrell Hatton did um, on Sunday. That's actually a great point. And I think that's a testament to why majors always produce such good leaderboards, because like, I'm not saying every major is an impossible course, but every major, I feel like, tests players that exposes players who aren't the best in the world. And then as a result, the best in the world are always on top of the leaderboard. So in a sense, Bay Hill this week was kind of like a, a major preview. I know we got Augusta in a couple months. Exactly, yeah. But, but that's a great point. Like, I never thought of it that way. I just always thought, oh, you know what, it's tougher. Scores aren't as good. But it's a very good point. You know, like if you have a harder layout – a leader at eight under could very well finish the day at two under and a guy at one over could very well shoot five under and, you know, sneak into the winner's circle. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's, it, you know, it's definitely gives the fans like something, you know, someone think about it. It's you have to play four rounds of golf in each event. So, but you know, in most of the PGA tour events this year, it's like if you're outside the top, 12 or top 15 almost you pretty much have no chance to win on sunday in most events this year um throughout the year so so what you think yeah so what do you what do you got for us you guys are bringing me in on uh, on something that i feel like i might get too controversial on you know um hmm. no i mean it definitely had the feel of a u.s open out there i mean I, it's a combination of a challenging course with those conditions and an invitational field, which feels like a major, because you have a lot of great guys playing in there. Um, it's definitely a contrast to what Holden and I saw at the Honda. I mean, we didn't see as many of those, like, top 50, top 100 overall world golf ranking players. But just seeing them be, really be put to the test here, um, it makes it exciting. I mean, it was, it was special, without a doubt. I mean – Arnold Palmer's tournament, one of the great golfers um, to like really ever live with in like terms of like 
media marketing the game and spreading the game of golf and just being like a stand-up guy at all times um for it to be such a talked about event it's really something special and bobo i'm gonna use your line here it's definitely a uh, major preview i mean we had this this past week we're going to go to the players next week which is just going to be a crazy field and then after that i mean it's a couple weeks in and out until the masters so golf's really getting into full swing uh it's awesome oh i'm i'm so excited i mean in my opinion this is the best um best season pretty much the best few couple of months for golf of the season i would say i mean you know like you said we got we just had the honda bay hill and that the whole florida swing i love and then harby the, sea heritage the masters and then a couple of texas events so it's you know, we got some great events and a lot of the top players are going to be playing in 95% of them. So it's, you know, we're going to be seeing a lot of good golf. And I just, you know, I hope that at least half of them, half of those events, you know, definitely Valspar and Heritage, and hopefully the players will play somewhat as tough as, as Bay Hill and um, Honda. So, but we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this week, the players and seeing what, you know, how they, set up the course, what kind of, you know, the firmness and the rough length, um, you know, give it shown um, from what we saw lot this past week at um, Bay Hill. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I'm definitely not expecting what we saw, you know, compared to last week. So I, they're definitely going to cut the rough, I would assume. And, um, you know, the, the firmness might be similar, but you know, from, from a rough standpoint, it may be a little shorter. Um, so, you know, just cause due to the guys, just not, you know, really complaining out there. I mean, we saw freaking Tyrrell Hatton, like Saul Rebubba. Do you see like Tyrrell Hatton freaking every day, just, you know, just looking into the crowd, just like, what, what, what can I do after missing yeah. like, going seven foot by on like a five foot putt? So it's, you know, obviously it takes, you know, a real toll on these guys. Um, but you know, it, it's fun for us <laughs> spectators yeah, yeah. to watch for sure. And, you know, to see these guys screw up a little bit and, um, really work their asses off out there. So, you know, that's why I'm hoping they make it tough this week. So we could see some more carnage as Sol was saying, but, um, wh what do you expect no. this week, Boba? Well, I just wanted to add in one point. I know Bay Hill was absolutely brutal, but, in the alternate event this week, there was a pretty cool story. Uh, I don't really know what the scores were like. I didn't check the leaderboard, but oh, Ryan Mr. Ryan, Ryan Bren, yeah. yeah, he got the win. So he'll be at Sawgrass, and then, like you mentioned, pretty much all the premier players. But uh, that – so I don't know if you guys saw, like, exactly his status, but basically I'm pretty sure he had to win to keep full PGA Tour status. Yeah, he did. Yep. That's sick. So you go, you win, and now you're in the players – yeah, what three year exemptions? So, I think two, that's right? him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know the specifics, but I think that got kind of overshadowed because of the finish at Bale. But that's pretty damn cool. And he won by like six shots or something. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He, he killed everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. On like a, on a stormy day, he just freaking blew out the field. I mean, that just did not yeah. stop him. On wind was gusting 2025 20, you know and he and rainy and he just 
he played his heart out and it showed and, you know, good for Ryan Brem, you know, he's a guy that, you know, has been at, in and out of the corn Ferry tour the past five, six years. And, you know, now he's, he's got some full status on the PGA tour for the next two years. So, I mean, that's, you know, always love to see stuff like that. And, you know, hopefully he can play well and make the cut this week and maybe even, you never know, maybe make another run at <laughs> be something back to back weeks. But, um, yeah. Credit to Goderup as well. T-Sun yeah, your guy. <laughs> your guy. Yeah, that was incredible. Yes, sir. What a week. I don't know how old he is, but I think 21, 22 years old, and, or maybe a little older than that, but hell of a week. Credits to him. Still a college dude and getting it done out on the tour. So I think we'll see him there soon. I mean, it's not like I'm definitely surprised that he played so well, but it's not like we should be above our heads. He's a hell of a player, and I think that's his future. I wanted to give him a quick shout out before we get into the players talk. He's a big guy. Also, Ryan Brem, big guy. A couple, bunch of big guys at the top of top of that Puerto Rico board. Yeah, for sure. So you would have, yeah. you, would have you know, yeah, yeah. play well yeah. there. I think, I think, yeah, I think, yeah. Tall guy like you, come on. So what are you six four now? Hey, well, what do you mean six four now? I think my. My high school growth sport spurt is over by like five plus years at this point, <laughs> but I don't know. I big guys do it better. That's all I can say is if you're not a big guy, then um, it's like that Ricky Bobby line: if you don't chew, chew big red, then you know what I'm going to say. Then f you. If you're not a big guy, then f you. Right? That's what those guys. Have. That's the mentality. Big guy mentality. It's like Mamba mentality, but a little better. Uh, what I want to know is last week, right? What up? Is that it for last week or any last thoughts? On, well, I was uh, just going to say, so if, if you could take any PGA Tour player in a fight, tall guy, who, who do you think you'd have the best chance of winning it against? Best chance of winning against? Tall what guy do you consider or big tall? guy? Like, well, when I say big, like tall, like, you know, yeah, tall guy. Like, like tall Adam, guy. Adam Kazire, hit Hudson Swafford. Who do, who do we think? Dude, I, I mean – I'll take every Dude, single you, one of them. You would absolutely rail Chesson Hadley. Dude, in fight. <laughs> Dude my, my, my alter ego when I'm drunk is Conor McGregor. Like, I got the first name Conor, and it's like the same spelling. Like, you know, step up. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Dude, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I couldn't, I couldn't uh, do that. Um, but if I, I had to take one guy, it would be Hudson Swafford. I, 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 I was going to say with Bobo, Chesson Hadley for sure. He would – you would I literally – I think we could put him. on a good – we could do, like, a good, like, pay-per-view event. Like, what's it, uh, celebrity boxing stuff? Uh, I forget who yeah. puts it on. But, like, I think we could put on a good event and get the golf people going crazy for a good cause. I mean, I'd like to take Riggs one-on-one in a fight, Barstool Riggs. Oh. Um, I'd make his eyes go crossed again. Because I know <laughs> he had that surgery to uncross his eyes, but I'd put him right back where he belongs. Just saying, no bad blood, but we could do something for charity. So, if it's – Saul versus uh, who are we doing? Hudson or Chesson? Uh, no, I'm taking uh, neither. I'm not trying. We're trying to we're trying to get people on this podcast. This isn't an MMA pod. This isn't a boxing pod. If you want that, go listen to Tyson's podcast. Go listen to Spinning Back Fist, Fist Joe Rogan. That they'll talk about that stuff. I'm here. We're here to talk golf, dude. Okay. I'm not here to talk. All golf. right, all right, fair enough. So on, on oh. that note, on that note, should we go into TPC or anybody want to say anything else about last week? Yeah, let's head into TBC. Yeah, let's do it, baby. 
what are we thinking? JT coming off last year. Um, I have no idea who I'm thinking for this week. I mean, a lot of good looks in the field, but there's only going to be one winner. And his name is Colin Morikawa. I was oh, don't that. go with the favorite. You guys are such bandwagon players. Um, I'm not going uh, with the favorite. I'm going with the intelligent dude, pick. You know, he, no. he's number one on power rankings from PGA.com. I mean, clearly John Rahm's the favorite every week, so that's not technically the favorite. I don't know about it anymore. He's not looking too hot. Well, yeah, he's Vegas, been playing like wiener. Vegas odds say plus 1,200 for Rahm, and JT's the same like, same like ranking. So if you do it by Vegas lines. I got two picks. They're tied. I got two picks. Will Zalatoris. Mr. Gilmore. Yeah. And Keith Mitchell. Keith Whoa. Mitchell, where is he? Hello. Let me scroll. Oh, there he is. What do you think? What do you I guys think? Of nowhere. That? I think the first pick um, is fantastic. I think the second pick is a little barbaric. Keith Mitchell, he's a good player. He's having a great year. No, don't get I me mean, wrong. He's a very good player, but like I would never expect somebody to just pick Keith Mitchell out of the blue to win the players. Hey, that's like picking Brian Harmon to win the players. That's like picking the Yankees to not win the World Series. Uh, that's a little excessive. I mean, they are a powerhouse. <laughs> Keith Mitchell, like, I don't know if they're, they're on opposite ends of the spectrum. Like, Keith Mitchell is still a good player. But, like, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's, that's your second pick. So, I guess it's, like, in the midst of the field. Like, a kind of a, hey, I'm here. Don't forget about me. An underdog in the tournament. But I don't, hey, I don't if, see he, if he hoists the trophy, you guys are going to come back and – you know, apologize and say, and I'll just I'm not apologizing say, I told shit. So, so, yeah, I know Saul won't. Bobo, Bobo will. He'll do the right thing. I will. I yeah. will. I'll give you Bobo, your credit. Bobo gave me the credit this week. It, right in the beginning of the episode, he said he gave me exactly for, for calling the, the high scoring. So, you know, let's see if I could do two for two here. Yeah. Uh, shoot. I mean, I can't go chef. Another time, I mean, that's too like that's too Tiger esque for me yeah. to get him again. You can do it. I think, I think a good looker in the field is going to be Billy Horschel. Um, I'm gonna go Billy Ho as my number one pick, and my complete underdog pick in the field. I'm torn right now. I'm torn for two reasons. Actually, you know what? Joel Dahman, great Twitter game. I was gonna go for Telly, but I like Joel. Um, yeah, he's my guy for the field pick. Okay. I, All right. If, if you're gonna if you're gonna pick him, I want you to at least say his name right. Damon. Okay. Damon. Damon. There you go. Damon. I think I'm pretty sure it's Damon. Uh, anyway, I'm, good pick. I don't know. Solid I'm not, player. I'm not literate. I don't know how to read. <laughs> yeah, you're not English. We already not your that, language, though. but we don't blame you. <laughs> how about? Uh, um, anyway. I got I to gotta hop off for in just a minute, so I'm going to make my pick real quickly. Obviously, Morikawa, number one for me, um, but I'm getting a lot of slack for that, just given that he's apparently the batting favorite, according to you, Sol. Um, however, I for my second pick, I'm picking somebody who I picked just last week, I believe. Maybe it was the week before. But I think this guy – he does have one win, but I think he's ready to break out of his shell. Sung J.M., he won in Florida. He won the Honda Classic last year. 
I'm pretty sure I took Sungjae at the Honda like a couple weeks ago when we took our picks. But anyway, um, I think he's going to win. I don't know why. It's just like kind of gut feeling. Sungjae for the win. Book it. I mean, Morikawa number one. But Sungjae if Morikawa for some odd reason doesn't win. Uh, anyway, with that being said, I got to hop off. So you boys enjoy the rest of the show. All our listeners, thank you very much again for listening. And I will catch you next time. Later, Bobo. But, okay, Paul, this is my one problem. I feel like Bobo is going to be one of those guys. I know he just left, and it's like, oh, he left. We're going to talk some shit about him. No. I just feel like he's going to pick Sanjay every single week until he wins. He's going to be like, I told you so, Sanjay, Sanjay, all day. And And we're going to be like, dude, it's been, been, what, 10,000 episodes of this, and we're like 65 with grandkids? Pretty much. No, thanks. No, thanks. But, I mean, there's – there's some good storylines coming into this week. I mean, a lot of guys who are going to be contenders. I mean, everything I read about this upcoming week has uh, Daniel Berger. I was just going to say, the DB top of the leaderboard. vibing. But DB straight vibing, it was not vibing at Honda. He well, was not he was vibing, not vibing the final day at Honda. Yeah, true. But – the fact that Daniel Berger is, like, in terms of, like, Vegas, like, I just what I go by now because I've been, like, watching a lot of sports. And um, then, like, they show, the like, the Vegas lines or the Vegas, yeah. um, like, favorite. And it's so accurate most of the time. That's, like, damn, like, Vegas really beyond something nowadays. But I just don't know how Sepp Strack is, like, behind Berger on that. It's kind of, it's kind of insane. Um, but I guess this is a, like, this must be, like, it's a different tournament, and it's not PGA. You know, PGA National was playing tough when the wind was starting to blow pretty hard. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, you know, it's different course. You know, Berger obviously had his chance. He just didn't convert. I mean, it, obviously, our viewers know as well, Berger is the better player we'll call it. Um, he's ranked higher in the world. You know, he's got more experience, but you know, Straka played great. He just, he, he outplayed him. Actually, I wouldn't even say he outplayed him. I would just say Berger lost it. I mean, really. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it could go either way this week. I mean, it's, you know, I, I would personally, I would take Berger over Sepp, um, you know, just, just from, this is a type of course where you do need experience. I think however, I did say Zalatoris, but he's an exception because he's so talented. Um, But yeah, I I feel like that, that really, you really do need that experience at a place like this. And I believe this is Sepp's first or second appearance at the players. Not entirely sure, but um yeah, I mean, look, I'm sure he'll make the cut. I'm sure he'll play well. Will he contend? Don't know about that. But, you know, if I were to say what Sepp Straka finishes this week, I say T32 is my prediction. Um, and I, that's, say, I mean, that's a solid performance. Yeah, no, absolutely. In a, in a, you know, as deep of a field like this in a tournament like this, absolutely. And a burger, I would say, finishes maybe T21, something like that. Um, you know, it's just – but, you know, obviously anything can happen. I mean, there, there are a bunch of names here. They're like, this is the strongest field out of the whole season. So it's, I mean, it's the players. I mean, so we yeah. have literally all the best players. Um, dead DFL, 
Ready? We're going to make a deep dive. last? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go um, either Matthew Wolf. Uh, <laughs> or um, hmm. tough one. I could go Honor Bon Lahiri. That's who I was thinking. <laughs> really? No, I mean, yeah, our Honor Bon Lahiri like hasn't been really piecing it together that much. You know what? But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go in. You know what? I'm gonna. The old soul would be mad at me right now. Let's just say that with who I'm going to go with for DFL. Okay. So who are you going to go with? Mr. MLB or former MLB.com. Oh, that's your guy. Yeah, you're right. DFL would be mad at you. Yeah. Or uh, Ryan Brem. Sorry. Oh, wow. Damn. We're cutthroat here. Yikes. That's – but my guy Harry Higgs, like they everyone's kind of like rooting against them. I mean, don't don't root against big guys. With all you think he's guys, gonna rip the shirt off on seventeen? Dude, he's gonna wave it around like a white flag of, of people surrendering. I mean, he's gonna wave it over his head like he's at like um, some fiesta or I don't even know. But it's gonna be iconic. No, he's not gonna win though. He's probably gonna miss the cup by a shot. Okay, yeah. What do you say cut line is? Do you think cut line is going to be under par? I think cut line is going to be around like plus two, plus three. I say it's going to be even or plus one. Well, I was looking at the weather while you were doing your first pick, to be honest. And? Thursday, there's some precipitation in the forecast. Around 10 a.m. on Thursday, it's 73% chance of rain in Jacksonville. And then you go to Friday. And Friday is like a high 60% chance of rain to low 90s throughout the entire day. And then there's also rain on Saturday, but that's less likely. And Sunday is going to be bright blue sky and 52. So it's going to be a little chilly for the guys out there. Um, Not exactly the Florida weather. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you're not the Florida weather that you're expecting, isn't really going to be there. So that also throws some stuff into the mix. I mean, for wind mile per hour, like you're looking at consistent sustained gusts throughout the entire tournament of around 16. All right. With a gust as high as 44 miles an hour. So that could shake the, some things up. And like with these wind gusts that we're going to be seeing are going to yeah. be during tournament play. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, so now that, that definitely does change things here. Um, I mean, yeah, if that's the case, then it definitely could be plus two, plus three cut. I mean, you know, it, but – you know, it really depends. I mean, you know, I, we, I don't know what the rough is going to be like. I don't know what the firmness is going to be like. So, but you got to do have to remember. So, if there is participate precipitation, it, that would soften up the course. True, but then if you're playing with a softer course, instinctively you're thinking like higher ball flight, more spin. But if it's windy out there, those guys are going to be throwing little darts, and it might it's going to be. The case of trying to control their spin. That is true. Right? Yeah. You're going to be throwing line drives in there if the wind's swinging around. And that's where you got to look at the, your UK golfers. I yeah. mean, or your Pacific Northwest. Like, who has the most exposure in those climates? Let me tell you, it's probably not Justin Thomas. It's probably not Jordan Spieth. It's probably not DJ. Yeah. I'm, yeah. DJ actually does well, though, in like those conditions. Yeah, you're right. 
Uh, as soon as I said his name, as soon as I said DJ's name, I was like, fuck me. I not want to say that. Um, yeah, if that's the case, then we could have someone like, you know, maybe an Ian Poulter. I mean, you never know. Yeah, Ian Poulter. Or, Matt, or and... Matt Fitzpatrick. He played well again last week. When is he going to break through on the PGA Tour? Seems like it's uh, never, but I keep waiting and waiting. I mean, he's like he's like Jordan Spieth's little brother at Under Armour. Nobody knows he's sponsored by them. Is he still sponsored by them? I don't even know. I think so, yeah. yeah Maybe not. By the Protivity, Under Armour. Um, but it doesn't really matter. He's not going to win anyways. <laughs> He'll probably finish in the top ten and just not win. True. Um I mean, I mean, it could also be Patrick Reed. He's pretty good in the wind. Yeah, he's pretty good at shaving off shots, too, with foreign substances. This is true. This is true. I mean, uh, I don't know what he had in his pocket, but, but to me, like foreign substance, somebody get the uh, the refs out there for it. No, I'm just messing around. So um, I'm not the biggest fan speaking, of Patrick Reed, unless it's wait, Speaking of Matthew Fitzpatrick, public article – on tennisworld.com from three days ago, days ago, Matthew Fitzpatrick cries for his ex-girlfriend. Aw. Really? That's tough. Oh, actually, no, never mind. I feel like such a jerk for bringing that up. But um, no, yeah, Matthew Fitzpatrick, um, his ex-girlfriend is a Ukrainian girl living inside Ukraine. And um, yeah, I mean, I respect for him now. I feel like such a jerk for bringing that up the way oh, I did. Yeah. That just shows you that you can't base your facts off headlines because they're often misleading. Yes. But, um, yeah, <laughs> on that note, Joel's a jerk and nothing else is new. <laughs> they already knew that, though, so. Yeah, welcome, 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 everybody. But uh, any closing thoughts, Paul? No, I mean, look, I'm just – I'm excited and, you know, I want there to be – I just want there to be tough conditions. I don't want to see something over or lower than minus. I don't want anyone to go deeper than minus 10. I mean, that's not going to probably not going to happen, but I just wish for that. Not, I just wish it not to happen. I mean, yeah, I I just want to see a tight spread there. That's the only thing I want. I want to see a tight spread of score. Yeah, I know. I agree. You know, I want it. I want it to be anyone's ball game come Sunday. I don't want it to be a blowout. Obviously, um, you know, I think Billy's got a good chance again to, to playing well. I mean, it's, it seems like his game is really in good form. So, you know, I think he's gonna. He's coming off Bay Hill with a lot of confidence. I mean, I listened to him speak after, and you know, he really sounded, you know, obviously disappointed, but. You know, he's taking a lot of positives out of that week and, you know, bringing it right into to the players. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to yeah, be fun he, to watch. He's one of those guys that just feeds on um, getting close and not being able to pull through, I guess. Um, I mean, it was between Hovland, Scheffler, and Billy Orschel there at the end. And it's just a shame that it came down to that uh, 30-foot birdie putt in the final group to force the playoff for him. But he's also, uh, I don't know, he's one of those guys where I wouldn't mind if he won, but I also wouldn't mind if he didn't. Uh, he's just one of those guys that's there for me. But, uh, no, nah, that's it for me, Paul. If you want to take us out, I'm ready to 
get on out of here and uh, go watch some great golf this week. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm 100% with you. So, um, you know, everyone, if you're, whoever tuned in, I, we appreciate it. We, you know, we, we really, we dearly love our listeners. So, you know, we, we hope you join us again soon. You know, we will definitely be back um, hopefully with a special guest, one of our next episodes. So definitely stay tuned. Um, and yeah, I mean, enjoy the, enjoy the four days of one of the best tournaments of the year. I mean, this is, you know, this and the masters is what a lot of people want only the only golf, a lot of, you know, people who are not golf fans watch. So enjoy it. If you're one of those people, it's going to, I think it's going to be a fun one. So, you know, you know, Saul and I will have our butts on the couch just uh, with I actually will. corner I will chips. For sure. <laughs> nah, I'm thinking more like uh, maybe Wagyu State watching it, but that's just oh, me. Oh, wow. All right. Saul, Saul's a bit fancier than me, maybe. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just playing. I'm not having Wagyu. I can't afford that yet, but it's going to be a great weekend. You should watch it. We're going to be watching it too. Um, I have nothing else to say. My brain's kind of fried from a long day at work, but this is my favorite part of my day right here. Back nine roast podcast. Oh, isn't it everyone's boat? Uh, Saul. Oh, you almost call me Bo. Forgetting my name. On that note, we it's been a long day for me too. So you got to remember that. Oh uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's, I don't know if we can keep on recording these episodes so late at night. Um, but on that note, I have a good week, everybody. Talk to you again after the Players' Championship at TPC Sawgrass. Good night.